Today, I want to make a confession, actually a few confessions. Um, I want to do another episode taking you behind the scenes into my journey as a business owner to share a little bit of how I think, uh, not so that you know how I think, but so that you can be exposed to some of the realities of being successful in business. You might already be feeling some of these things, so hopefully then this episode will connect with you. Uh, If you're not as successful as you want to be yet, don't worry, you will be. But the problem is once you reach new levels of success, you're going to reach these new problems. And so the things that I'm going to be sharing with you today will be very real for you then. And I want to prepare you so that you don't run into the same challenges I did mentally. Uh, I want to break down some confessions of being a seven-figure business owner. And I really want to talk about what happens when, God forbid, you reach all your goals. What happens when you reach the mountaintop that you never thought you would reach anyway. And so you're so focused on climbing it that you never ask yourself, what will I do when I reach the top and I've accomplished all the things that I thought were crazy that I set out to accomplish? How will I feel? These are things I never considered since I never thought I would be successful and I was groping through the dark trying to figure this thing out anyway and just survive. So when shockingly I reached all my goals, as I'll unpack in a minute, I found myself depressed, confused with a lot of questions. Now, if you're going to be a hater and say, oh, poor problem, Graham, I wish I had your problems, this episode isn't for you. There's a limiting belief. There's a mindset that you're stuck in, and I want you to just go out and create some incredible success for yourself, and then I think this episode will make sense. But if you have an ounce of humility and wisdom to understand that you will be successful, and then when you reach new levels of success, there are new different challenges and problems, then this will be a powerful episode for you as I prepare you so that you can succeed in the challenge of success as we move forward. I'm gonna break down what I call the myth of ambition. I'm gonna talk about my own success hangover, and then at the end of the episode, I'm gonna break down the four levels of ambition that I've walked through, and I want to import that onto you in the hopes that it'll be helpful to you as you see yourself scale and you see yourself go through this success journey. So if you're ready, buckle up and here are my confessions of being a seven-figure business owner. Welcome to the Graham Cochran Show, where each week I help you break down the mindsets, strategies, and habits you need to build a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you yet again. I hope you're doing incredibly well. I'm doing great because literally I'm coming off a week-long cruise in the Eastern Caribbean with my family. If you've followed this show for a while, you've probably heard some of my little Uh, breadcrumbs of things that I love. And one of the things that I love, one of my love languages, I know it's not an actual love language in the five love languages book, but uh, one of my love languages is cruises. I think it's one of the perfect vacations out there. Um, Not all agree, but trust me, if you do it right, you have a great time. And it was great primarily because I got to unplug with my family for seven days. No work, no phone, so no notifications, texts, anything, Instagram, no internet. Where else and when else in the world 
do we get away from the internet for seven days and our phones for seven days? Like the cruising industry was like one of the last places where you're literally out in the ocean, you shouldn't get service. And yet they have internet on cruises and you could pay like two or 300 bucks to have Wi-Fi on your cruise. And like, everyone's doing it. I'm like, what's happening? Anyway, this is, a, this is a rant for another episode. Maybe we'll do an entire episode on uh, why we need to disconnect from our phones and the powers there be. But it was great family time, super recharged and refreshed, saw some beautiful places um, and was able to kickstart some things that I'll tell you about in, in a minute. I won't talk about it in this episode, but I was really, really excited to have that time and I'm excited to be back. I've been pumped to give you this episode. I've been wanting to do this for actually a few months now um, and just finally made some time to bring this material to you. Before we jump in real quick, I wanna give you a gift. I always wanna give you something tangible and actionable. If you need to make money or you need to start your business and you're like, it's the end of Q1 and I haven't done this yet. Okay, well, today's your day. You've got 30 days to make money. I'm gonna give you the script to do it. It's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's 100% free. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link below. If you listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, just go to gramcochran.com slash jumpstart, gramcochran.com slash jumpstart. This will give you a four-week day-by-day, step-by-step checklist to go from zero idea for your business, or if you already have your business idea, then great, you're already leaps ahead of everybody else, to then putting money in your pocket in 30 days. It's kind of going to force you to do the work to get some initial revenue in your bank account, proof of concept, help somebody, get them some results, and then you can scale your business from there. It won't be a ton of money, but it will be money in your bank account in the next 30 days if you follow and apply what I'm teaching you. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart and do it in the next 30 days. All right, let's jump in. Um, There is, I'm going to be just really candid with you. This is me um, really breaking down what I went through in 2022. And then I'm going to also go back in time and share some inflection points because it's a pattern. And I really noticed it in last year in 2022, um, where I was wrestling with this tension. And maybe you felt this tension that there is There is some outside pressure. Maybe it comes from within, depends on your background or your schema, but we are made to feel guilty for being ambitious. Maybe you felt that. I'm I'm assuming you're you're ambitious in some way, shape, or form. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to the show. You want to start your online business. You want to grow your online business. You want to improve your business so that your business serves your life, not the other way around. You don't want to just make money, but you want to have a life-giving business that allows you to do the things that are life-giving. You want to impact the world. And what I love about you and all of my students is that you are others-focused, I don't attract people who just want to make money. I tend to curate a a community of people who want to make money, yes, but they want to do work that they feel is meaningful, that's impactful, that will actually have ripple effects in the world. And so that's ambition. But there is an outside or sometimes internal force that makes us feel guilty for having ambition. And you might have felt this or heard this or said this, that you should just be happy with what you have. You should just be happy with what you have. If you felt that, you're in the right place. Um, Even an ounce of that. And as we get into this episode in a minute, I'm gonna break down that there are different levels of ambition um, that are all healthy. I'm gonna break down the four healthy ambition levels in a moment. But if you've ever felt that tension of like, I have something great, but I want more, 
but should I feel content with what I have? I mean, I'm a Christian, and there's a lot of verses in the Bible that use the word contentment, right? Godliness with contentment is great gain, the Apostle Paul says. Not going to disagree there, right? In the book of Hebrews, you know, be content with your wages. Don't be a lover of money, right? Contentment is a powerful theme. And I think contentment is a superpower. So do not mishear me on this. We'll talk about that in another episode. But today we're going to talk about ambition and what happens when you've you've reached your goals and you want more, or you're not even sure if you should want more. So let me give you some context for this because this isn't just random. It's, it's mid-2022 um, and I'm sitting there confused about my life because I've accomplished not only every goal I ever had for my business and my life, short of making a music video on MTV and winning a Grammy, like in my rock star days when I still wanted to be a musician. And that was my passion before I understood business and being a speaker and an author and a content creator and an educator and a thought leader and all these things. Um, short of that, like I've reached all my goals and more than Okay, my goals were to provide for my family when I lost my job in the Great Recession. My goals were to see if I could make a living that was a better living than uh, than I grew up with. You know, could I give my family some more of the niceties of life? My goal was then, you know, could I reach a million dollars in revenue in my business? That would be crazy, right? And it took me a while to get there. Um, some of you are going to do it faster or have done it faster than I did. Um, you know, and and then. My goal was, could I do that again in a second business? Could I launch a second business, an entirely different new field, start over from scratch and reach a million dollars a year in revenue in that business? And I did that. I wanted to write a book and be a published author with a major publisher. Did that. Like I was realizing last summer, I've reached all my goals and I'm not happy. Sure, there's happiness and and joy. So don't mishear me, but there was this, this hole, this feeling in my soul of like, what do I do? What do I do with this? Like, I don't think I should be feeling this. I think I should be feeling like I'm literally on the mountaintop and I've had those feelings, but those feelings have faded. And I actually want to, more and to do more, but I felt very conflicted to the to point where I was trying to convince myself that I don't want more, shouldn't want more. As uh, my mindset coach, Julia, was said, what do I say? You don't should all over yourself. I was shooting all over myself. Um, and I felt like I was in a battle internally. And so I don't know if you wrestle with any of these feelings and you, for you, it might not be reaching a million dollars a year. It, for you, it might be you, you wanted to reach six figures. I coach an incredible community of entrepreneurs who want to reach six figures. It's my six-figure coaching community is what it's called. Creative name, I know. And many of them are hitting six figures. And that's like their big goal. And then they're realizing, ooh, I actually want more. I think I could do more. And that's part of the beauty of this, which we'll get into in a minute. 
but now they're confused. So maybe you're one of those people where you've reached six figures or you just wanted to replace your old salary of $50,000 a year or $30,000 a year with your online business and you've done that and you're like, now what? I thought I would be so happy. My dream was just to launch my course and make 30K a year or 50K a year or 100K a year and I've done that and now I feel like I want more and I feel conflicted. If you've ever felt that at whatever the number is, whether it's revenue or number of followers, I'll be happy when I have 1,000 YouTube subscribers and then you realize, no, wait, I want 10,000. And wait, no, wait, I want 100,000. If you've ever felt that, but then felt conflicted that you shouldn't want that, that's what we're talking about today. So there's this myth of ambition being bad. Have you ever felt this thought? You should just be grateful for what you have. You should just be thankful for what you have. Not you should be grateful for what you have. You should be thankful. Yes, gratitude is important. Everything I have is a gift, right? Everything I have is a gift from God. I don't know what you believe or where you are in your faith journey. That's not what this episode's about. But if you're honest and if you have an ounce of humility, I'm sure you would at least agree with the fact that none of us are truly self-made, right? You didn't make yourself. You got to thank your parents for that, Um. You didn't choose where you were born. And if you were born in a a country that has freedom to start a business or do capitalistic endeavors or make money, then you won the lottery, right? You didn't choose that. If you have the internet right now, um, if you have ideas and creativity, you didn't manufacture some of those. You might've done the work with it. And by all means, I applaud you. I've worked hard. I'm sure you're working hard. But none of us, I think, can ultimately say we're self-made. If you've learned anything from me and implement and find success, you didn't create that yourself. You got that from me. (laughs) And you know what? I didn't come up with all this stuff myself. I figured some of it out. But actually, I learned a lot of it from the books behind me on the shelf, from coaches that I've hired, from courses that I've taken, from conferences that I've been to, from friends that are smarter than me that I've asked for coffee and bought them lunch or dinner multiple times and said, teach me how to parent my kids, how to launch a book, how to uh, invest my money. None of us are self-made. Okay, so yes, I get it. I'm grateful, thankful. We should all be grateful and thankful. What I'm saying is the phrase, you should just be grateful for what you have. You should just be thankful for what you have. Why do you want more? You've ever felt that? I think that this idea that too much ambition is is a problem or you should just tone down your ambition, I think that's a myth. I don't think that's real. I don't think that's actually healthy. And I'm coming to this after processing this on my own for a good nine months, my whole life, but the last nine months recently. Um. Does being grateful for what you have, does being thankful for what you've accomplished really need to diminish your future ambition? Three or four years ago, I was sitting in two different masterminds and I had the same conversation with with men and women in both of these masterminds. I was at a point where I was like, guys, I'm I'm not bragging and I'm not the most successful in the room, but I'm successful. My family's good. I'm good. I'm a little tired. Um, I maybe burned out, maybe feeling some of the burnout. I don't know. Um, should I just like 
retire early. You know, I was like 35 at the time. I'm like, should I just like chill and go on more cruises? Like, and I was being honest. I was like, I, I was like, I actually think I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm half asking, half telling you for accountability feedback. Like, I think I'm going to just like tone it way down. My business is so automated. Like I still have people on YouTube that are like, you don't run a million dollar year business in five hours a week. That's impossible. It's not only is it possible, I've done it twice and I'm, I'm in the middle of doing it. And when that happens to you, you sometimes lose ambition. Like why even try? Like this thing runs itself. Like I could literally sleep for a year and still make a couple million dollars this year. It's like, what in the world? Like this is crazy. And it's funny because my broken mindset did not know how to, to um, handle my reality. My broken mindset from the past um, basically got me to a point where my reality told me um, with my mindset that I should just sail off into the sunset because what's the point of continuing to work? Um, I'm already successful. I don't need to work really hard at all really to make any money. I shouldn't probably want any more money because I have more than most people. I should just sail off quietly to the sunset. And I wanted to do that on one level. On the other level, though, as I have thought about that and approached that thought, um, it only made me more depressed. Like, it made me the equivalent of being sleepy in my mind and heart. That's the way I'm thinking about it. I felt like, like I was dozing off. My heart was dozing off. My mind was dozing off. I didn't feel like myself. The way I thought about this when I was putting together my ideas for this episode was to feel alive is to keep growing. I wasn't growing anymore. I didn't need to on the surface. And so I was feeling kind of dead inside because I was just chilling. The beauty of this business model is if you do it right, It'll scale to six, multi-six, seven, multi-seven figures, and your work hours will reduce to easily 20 hours a week, more than likely if you do it right, five to 10 hours a week. And then you can just sort of chill. That's the beauty of it. The curse of it is if you just chill and stop growing, you'll feel like I felt, not alive. I don't think we were designed to sit around and do nothing and not be challenged. Not rocket science. But I was experiencing this in my business. Have you experienced this? Have you reached a goal and then you sort of chillax a little bit? Even mentally, less need to push, less need to innovate, less need to be creative, less need to learn. Maybe you need to, you're not taking as many courses or you were in my community and you jumped out for a while. You're like, I don't think I need it anymore. It, we've all been there, right? How have you felt? Have you felt still alive? Are you being challenged? I started my first business in 2009, The Recording Revolution. It changed my life. Completely changed my life. One of the biggest surprises of my life. Fast forward 2015, I was in a mastermind, another different mastermind. And with, it was only about five other people, all highly ambitious, highly creative, 
successful, but they hadn't reached like their income goals yet. But you could, but they were already doing amazing things and you just knew they were going to do amazing things. Love them. But I was in a different place than they were. I was doing $500,000, $600,000 a year. Took me max 10 hours a week to run. I was bored. I was burned out. Um, I was getting incredible opportunities. I was unfulfilled. And they were ambitious and hungry and hustling. And I remember I said, guys, one day I said, guys, because we were doing hot seats, like, Graham, how can we help you? I'm like, I think I'm just bored. And I think I want to start another business. I think I want to coach people and and with their online businesses. And they, they were so confused. I remember them being confused, but I remember 2015 being the first time I expressed verbally to somebody that I wanted to do something new. Okay, 2015. When did I launch my personal brand, Graham Cochran, what I'm doing right now for you, teaching you how to grow your online business and your life? 2018, three years later, Now, I did a couple of things in between that were like testing ideas, but I really didn't launch for three years. Why? Do I, should I really start another business? Now, granted, there was a lot of fear, insecurity, imposter syndrome. I talk about this a lot in my book and all over the place. But one of the main things was this ambition struggle, this myth of ambition. Like, who does that? Like, I, I should just be happy with what I have. Interestingly, when I started GrahamCochran.com, I had a few people question me, small minority, but I had a few people of my followers saying, why is he starting another business? Because I ran both companies, the Recording Revolution and Graham Cochran, side by side for two full years, all of oh, three full years, all of 2018, 2019, and 2020. I was the face of two brands simultaneously. And then in 21 and 22, I stepped away uh, from Recording Revolution, behind the scenes, still owning it, but not doing the contest. For three years, I did both, and people felt like I was dividing my time, and they were right, but I had tons of time. It wasn't for lack of time. Like, why, is, why does Graham need to make more money? Why is he starting another business? And that only fed the, yeah, why, why, why should I be ambitious for more? Such a poisonous mindset. So it was a struggle. But I wanted a challenge. I, there was something new I wanted to help people with. It's what I'm doing now, and I love it. And this has changed my life in new ways. Um, yeah, I had some other goals. Of, could I do it again? Like I said, could I reach a set, another seven-figure business? But I, I wanted to wake up in the morning and be excited about a new thing and help people in a newer way, a bigger way. And this was a big deal taking everything I'd learned in a decade of online business and, and distilling it into podcasts, YouTube videos, courses, communities, coaching, and, and helping a new generation of people build automated online businesses, not just profitable ones, but automated ones so that they have freedom in their life to be a good father, wife, husband, you know, mom, like friend, church member, community you know, a member of the community, any of these things, right? This has been huge and the impact has been incredible and what you've done and many others like you have done is incredible. So then I was successful with Graham Cochran and I was already doing multi-six figures um, in 2020 and I hit seven figures in 2021. But I remember in 2020, um, I was already like, wow, this is already gonna be 600,000 this year or whatever. This is amazing. Um, but I had this itch to write a book. 
And I was like, no, I should be content with my business. Like, why do I need to be an author? I'm not even going to make any money off of it anyways. It's going to be a lot of work. Like, what are people going to think? Oh, Graham wasn't content with, you know, podcasting and YouTube. He's got to write a book now. And I had this weird script in my head, like, because everybody I know was writing a book at the time. It seemed like everyone's writing a book. My mom's writing a book. My cat's writing a book. I don't even have a cat. I, my bunny. I have a bunny named Willow. She's writing a book. Everyone's got a book. And I was like, I don't want to be another person writing a book. But I really wanted to write a book. So I, I did. It's called How to Get Paid for What You Know. Hopefully you know about that right now. If you haven't, go buy it right now. Share it with a friend. Get a copy for a friend. It'll change their life. It's the most affordable thing I have for sale and it could make you millions of dollars. Um, so glad I did that. But I had this myth of ambitions bad in my head. Why should you pursue? Because I, I had to learn the process. I had to get coaching on it. I had to get an agent, put together a book proposal, get rejected by 30 plus publishers to finally get two publishers that wanted to offer me a deal. And then I got to pick one and then write the book and then edit the book and then get endorsements for the book and then launch the book and promote the book. But I, I wanted to do it. And I'm so glad I did. More books to come, like more, so much more to come. It was a big deal. So then I find myself last year after building a million dollar year business and doing it again and then writing a, a killer book, reaching all my goals. I, I have my house that I, I got to build my dream home for my family. Um, we moved in a couple years ago. I, I, my my kids are thriving. I can pay for their school. I, they're they're going to be set up for the future. Like we have investments. We've, my wife and I get to like take vacations with our family. We could like eat whatever we want, like drive nice cars. Like the, 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 all the things like my little puny brain could want or desire. And we, we get to give half of everything we make away and we still have a great life. And I had what I'm calling a success hangover. Cause that's what it felt like. And it sounds, I mean, I'm only talking about it here because I think you understand, right? Can't tell all my friends, I had a success hangover. Maybe they're listening to this. It sounds really ridiculous. But again, this is part of this broken mindset of like, you shouldn't talk about your success. You shouldn't want too much success. But here I was on paper, you know, empirically successful. And what matters mostly is I was successful by my own metrics. I'd reached my own goals and surpassed them. And I felt weird and confused and like, gosh, what do I do now? I'm in my thirties. I'm successful. I've done it. What, like, what do I do now? I don't need more money. What do I do now? Um, and I came to this realization that maybe my goals, and let's actually replace that word, maybe my dreams, my ambition wasn't big enough. What if what I thought was a big dream, big ambitions, just was tiny? Maybe instead of the, the myth of ambition saying you should just be content with what you have, maybe I shouldn't be as content as I am. Maybe I should dream bigger. Like that great line from um, Inception, one of the greatest movies of all time. I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. 
My top three movies include all three Christopher, they're all three Christopher Nolan flicks. One of them is Inception, right? Where he says, don't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. When they're in the dream and they can create any weapon they want. And he pulls out this bazooka. Don't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Pulls out this massive bazooka, right? Like, maybe I should be dreaming a little bigger. And it took me like months of wrestling till I had peace with it. Lots of prayer, lots of conversations with people that I know and trust. But eventually have this peace with, you know what my problem is? It's not that I'm too ambitious. It's that I'm not ambitious enough. And we need to understand and maybe redefine what ambition is. So can I just wrap this up with sharing with you what I'm calling the four ambition levels and share with you a little bit of where I am and share with you some of my new dreams and ambitions. And I hope that this will be instructive and inspirational to you and applicable to you. This isn't really about me, although I'm sharing my mindset. This is really about you. When you start your career or your business, right? Ambition level one is survival needs. Meet your survival needs. This is obvious, right? You know you need to make $3,000 a month to survive, $5,000 a month to survive, $8,000 a month to survive. Whatever the number is where you live in your currency, you know that like survival number. This will keep a roof over my head, food in, in our kitchen, lights on. I can get to, you know, transportation, insurance, like the basics to exist. That's, you, you need to be ambitious to reach that, <laughs> right? I think we all understand that. I need to survive. That's how, what kickstarted my business journey was, gosh, lost my job. I've got a wife and a baby and a mortgage. I need to figure something out. And we knew what our number was, and it was low, like two, $3,000 a month just to like survive. But we're not leaving the house. We're not doing anything fun. We're not paying for anything. We're just going like to eat. Like Dave Ramsey says, rice and beans or beans and rice. Those are your options, <laughs> right? Um, so ambition level two, right, is then living your ideal lifestyle. You could call this more than enough. If ambition level one is survival needs or enough to survive. Ambition level two is more than enough or your ideal lifestyle. This is where a lot of you are. This is where a lot of my students are. Okay, I'm making some money. I can survive off of it, but I really want to be able to have money to pay off my debt, save up for a down payment on a house. I want to take a few trips. Um, when I go on a cruise, I want to cruise like on a, like have a nicer room or have some of the upgrades or I need to replace my car and I want to be a little bit nicer car. I want to go out to eat at nice restaurants, um, whatever it is for you, right? I, like, like for me, one of the things I love to do with money is once a year, um, we do a little family reunion on my wife's side of the family and half of them live in Virginia, half of us live in Florida now. And so we try to like rent a house in the mountains of Georgia, which is kind of in between of a drive for us. And what Shay and I love to do is be able to just pay for the house. Like, look, guys, money's tight. Everyone's busy. If y'all can just pay to get there and we can split the food, Shay and I will pay for the house. Like that is an ideal lifestyle for me to have money that I can just rent a massive mountain house for like 12 people or 14 people. And it's like not a thing. And to create an oh, amazing weekend for my family. Like that's awesome. So whatever it is for you, that's like ambition level two. And that's fun and exciting. And I remember 
year three of business for us, we hit six figures and we like, wow, we bought a new house because we had, we could keep our first house and rent it out. And we had money for a down payment on another house that was bigger, nicer, nicer neighborhood. And we bought a car for cash. I was like, what? That was huge for us, right? So that's fun. That's ambition level two, your ideal lifestyle. It's more than enough. And I think this is a beautiful place to be. Ambition level three is the dangerous one. And this is, um, where it becomes ego-based. I'll call this the ego-based ambition level. And you're caught in the comparison trap. This is where you already have your survival needs. You already have your ideal lifestyle more than enough. Ambition level three is when you start to see what other people have and you go, wow, maybe I should have that. Maybe I should want that. I'm making $120,000 a year only working 20 hours a week because I was in Graham's six-figure community and followed the plan and did the work and it's working. But you know what? She's making $320,000 a year. That car she has looks really nice. He's only working 10 hours a week and he's making half a million. You start to then look up because the first two ambition levels you've been looking down, you've been like hard work, like head down in a good way. Most people are head down on their phone waste of your life, head down on your business and your family, you're building a life. That's great. After you reach ambition level two, your head comes up and you start looking around because you have some breathing room. You can actually breathe and you look around and realize, I kind of want some more stuff. And the problem here is that this could be good, but this is also where it can become very bad very quickly. And I have found myself in this level for a long, long time, for years and years, which is it's very ego-driven. You start to just literally make decisions and desires and wants based off of what other people have. There's something called mimetic desire, which is like you desire what other people have and desire. Because they want it and have it, you want it. It's not because you actually want it. It's just you see them having it, you assume you should want it. This just is really about self at this point. And so I think where I was stuck was in ambition level three for a long time and feeling conflicted about it. Like, I see more, I could have more, I want more. Do I want more? Is this okay? Is this for me? Is this for others? Why do I want this? It was a trap. Where I've landed in the last nine months and where I would hope you land and where I hope to stay is ambition level four, which is focusing, this is what I call healthy ambition, right? But it's what you're focusing on legacy, impact, and influence. Legacy, impact, and influence. There is an ambition to leave a legacy in this world on your family, on the people that you touch and come in contact with. You know, you're going to die. I'm going to die one day. We have a finite amount of time on this earth. You know, and, you know, there's in eternity after this as well. We could talk about that offline if you want to, about how to have eternal life through Jesus. But let's just talk about this life. Whatever you believe, we all can agree that we only have a few short years on this planet to make a difference. So we'll be gone. Like Alex Hermosi talks about this a lot. Like in a hundred years, you'll be dead. Nobody will know who you were. They won't really remember you. So do whatever you want. And I can appreciate kind of what he's saying. He's using that as motivation. Like, don't be afraid to do the thing you want to do. Like, just do it. But I think the bigger reason 
to consider your impending death <laughs> and your short number of years on this life isn't to just do whatever you want. It's to think about, well, what will outlive me? I won't live forever, but what will outlive me? And this isn't about me. Like, I don't want people to remember me, but I want to leave something on this earth that will be useful long after I'm gone. When I can't make episodes like this anymore, what will be left that will make an impact because I care deeply. And that's what legacy is about is impact and influence. It's always about other people and it's always about helping them achieve something in their life. And so I want to, and the reason I get up every week to do an episode for you and the reason why I create courses and community, the reason why I'm writing books and why I'm going to give a TED talk, TEDx talk, and why I'm getting on the stage and all these things I want to do. Why? I have been so changed by a business that's life-giving and profitable and flexible and scalable. I've been so changed by being able to do work that I love and I love it. I want others to experience that as well. I want others, I want you to do the work you were designed to do, to have flexibility in your life and your week and your schedule to be able to be with the people you love and do the other things that are life-giving to you outside of work. I want you to impact other people and experience the feeling I've got, gotten when I get emails from people saying, hey, not only have you taught me how to have a business, but you taught me how to live a good life. I'm like, wow, that's what this is all about. So my thinking over the last three or four years, it's been broken of like, why keep pushing? Why have ambition? I shouldn't want more, shouldn't need more. I've been asking the wrong questions. This isn't about me wanting or needing more. This is about you. This is about the rest of the world. And this is where I'm realizing my dream was too small. My dreams are getting huge now. Um, what, what is motivating me now is an, the idea of reaching millions of people to teach them a better way to live their life. And that will include business. Um, I want to write a book that not only is a number one New York Times bestseller, which is just an ego badge, but really I want to write a book that sells over a million copies. I want to move over a million people to read this book be impacted by it. I want millions of people to read all the books that I'll write and be impacted by these things and then go make changes in their lives, in their families, in their businesses. And that's going to affect other people and other people and other people. I I have, I went from, okay, I've got enough money. Everything's good. It's humming along to, gosh, I got to get to work. There's millions of people I need to reach. I need to reach like a hundred X more people at a hundred X deeper of a level of depth of impact. And I got to get to work. And that is super exciting, super motivating. And a bonus thing that has helped me and that will help you. And I want to leave you with this is it's hard to manufacture that bigger ambition and dream from within yourself. It's possible hard. It's easier if you surround yourself with people who are doing bigger things who want to see what's possible. They don't live in the possible. They live in the impossible. And so they're more interested in what they haven't done yet, what could be possible, and they have a huge vision. I joined a new mastermind. My wife and I got into starting officially January, but uh, we joined last year. We got to start experiencing and participating in January. And the people I'm around are, not only are they, you know, there's a couple billionaires in the group, but 
These people have huge vision. They, they want to impact the world. And it's like breathing different oxygen. You're like, whoa. I mean, that's why I joined this group because I, I had a bigger vision. I know I needed to stay around other hungry people that were had you know, humility and, and joy and gratitude, but also wanted to impact the world. So when you start to have these dreams, you need to have a community, even if it's just one other person who can be your your life accountability partner, your business accountability partner, someone who's holding you accountable to your big dream and you're gonna hold them accountable to their big dream to stay at that level four ambition. Meet your survival needs, yes, level one. Meet your ideal lifestyle, which everyone usually wants to stop at level two, but get past level three where the ego trap where you're growing just because you're comparing yourself to other people and get to level four, which is this healthy ambition of thinking about legacy, impact and influence. Have a crazy dream. Have a dream that you can't reach on your own unless you have the help of others and the guiding divine hand of the Lord. Like have that kind of dream. That will fuel you. That will bring out the best in you. And as you're seeing, hopefully now, and as you're gonna see more going into this year and the next year, I'm making a lot of changes around here at GCHQ, right? I'm making changes in the content. I'm making changes in some of our products. I'm making changes in how I spend my time. Why? I'm on a mission, friend. We got millions of people to reach and I gotta get to work. And you're a part of that. So thank you for being a part of that. But as you reach your goals, just know this reality of the confusion, of the success hangover. If you struggle with the myth of ambition, you're not alone. You're not alone. This is just a healthy part of the process that you and I need to grow in. And maybe you're already there. Maybe you've never struggled with this. And you're like, Graham, this is a good reminder of what I haven't struggled with. Well, then I'm excited for you. But if you've struggled with this or if you see this and you identify with this, let me know. Leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, email me, graham at grahamcochran.com. Let me know that this has resonated. My hope is that me being candid and transparent and vulnerable, even at the risk of being judged um, or sounding privileged or whatever, my hope is that this will impact you and influence you to expand your mind live a life and a business focused on serving others. Because when you do that, it fuels you up as well. And you know that instinctively, you know that. So thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me. I love being able to unpack this with you. So let me know if this kind of content resonates with you and we'll do more of it. Grab the 30-day online income jumpstart guide if you want something tangible to get from here to money in your pocket in the next four weeks. It's free, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Have an amazing week. And I'll see you in another episode. We'll see.